Good evening. Sorry, guys. <clears throat> Welcome to Cryptic Crunch, everyone. Telling ghost stories around Christmas was once fairly common in the Victorian era. Their obsession with the dead and the macabre gave way to many strange traditions, like sending morbid cards out, depicting murderous creatures, mummy unwrappings, and even the odd family photo where they gather around their prop around their propped up dead relatives. Christmas isn't Christmas without the many iterations of Charles Dickens' popular story, A Christmas Carol. Even Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven was set in the chilly month of December. But what came of this time of time-honored tradition of sitting around a warm fire, roasting chestnuts, and hearing about the ghost that haunts the house on Haunted Hill? Sadly, it was replaced by the commercialized Coca-Cola image of Santa, overindulging of eggnog and eggnog and rum and overplayed Christmas music done by various celebrities who have really no business releasing any kind of album. But tonight, we bring back the tradition of telling you three spooky ghost stories that will leave your bones chilled. Welcome to Cryptic Crunch. <laughs> Hello. Okay, so JD unfortunately had um, escaped from his uh, captors and is now running a mucker around the U.S. Um, so if you guys happen to see him around, please let us know. Please send us pictures. Uh, the Jersey Devil is free somewhere. Uh, we would really like to know where he is. Um, so in his place, we have Johnny, <laughs> the Devil himself. <laughs> Hey there, friends and foes. <laughs> Good evening, multiverse, cryptid crunchers. Hey, you know what? I, I don't have a cigar, Willow, but you do know what I, you know what I do have? I have Fuego Takis <laughs> or Takis. And these don't turn your tongue black, but they do turn them uh, red. <laughs> nice. Nice and festive. <laughs> hey, Acuff. So uh, my, computer, my computer decided not to work at last minute. <clears throat> so my I'm, using my, I'm using my phone. <laughs> it's okay. I love the Grinch <laughs> headwear that you're wearing. <laughs> Thank you. I also um, like it's a very you're, I tried you're to be festive. Net. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Good times. <laughs> he should got caught in a fishing net. That seems about right. That seems accurate. Yeah, I'm not yeah. gonna lie. Mm -hmm. I believe that. So, hi. How are you guys tonight? Good. How are you? anything new with you, Keisha? <clears throat> Life in general. <laughs> how so, was the How was the uh, museum that you guys visited yesterday? Uh, it was wonderful. The kids had an absolute blast. Um, I found a new obsession to work on. <laughs> what museum? Uh, it's called the Family Museum. It's in... Um, I can't remember. That it's in place, Iowa. That place with those people doing the thing? Yes. That, yeah, okay. <laughs> that's as accurate as it's going to get. So, um, 
but yeah, it was a blast. Uh, me and my son spent like a good hour in the, um, what is it called? Like, it's like a crafting room where they have a bunch of random material and they let you do whatever you want with it. So we made little, um, with terracotta, um, cups, mugs together. And, uh, we made some, it was supposed to look like, um, Rudolph hand things, but ours looked not, not like they were supposed to, but it was, it was a blast nonetheless. So that's fantastic. Hey, Willow, I have something special to share with our viewing audience. Oh, are you, please. Are you guys ready for this? Yes, please. Oh, Krampus knocked. Oh, oh Krampus it. knocked. How horrible is your season? That is loot I got from CryptidCon two huh. weeks ago nice. in Lexington, Kentucky. Not Ooh. Tennessee, Kentucky. And in it is Krampus knocked today. And in honor of that, we are also going to be watching the Ooh. first Krampus movie tonight. That's I have yet to see that movie. <laughs> it's good. Yeah? Yeah. See, I've never seen it. I've never Krampus seen it. This is just my jam because, like, we're not very, like, we love decorating for Christmas and stuff. But Halloween is, like... I like creepy mu- like movies. So, oddly enough, I love watching uh, horror movies around Christmas time. Like that seems to be where the good one, eh, like the good ones, seem to come out around Christmas time. Hey, hey, guys! In the in the comments, there's a conspiracy <clears throat> theory forming. Uh oh, oh no! Yeah, yeah. Dan Hollyfield says can't have JD and JP in the same room. Hmm. <laughs> and then Donna says. Dan, remember a couple of weeks ago when JD was here and John called in from the car, then accidentally stopped the show when he signed off? And <gasps> Carl says, you're not supposed to recognize him with the glasses. It's like Clark, Clark Kent. <laughs> yeah, it's just like Clark Kent. <laughs> I see it forming now. Yep. <laughs> I'm pre- I don't know about that. Is Wrath of Khan uh, a Christmas movie? How wait? How is Wrath of Khan a Christmas movie? <laughs> what? I don't Come remember on. any Star Trek movie. I think re- we're str- referencing. Any I think we're starting to stretch the <laughs> definition of Christmas movie. I'll, I'll give you Die Hard. I will even give you. Um, Lethal Weapon. <laughs> Gremlins definitely is a Christmas movie. Oh yeah, but but after Lethal Weapon, I think uh, I, I don't I don't think we can just fit fit anything in there. <laughs> so okay, curiosity question: Nightmare Before Christmas is it a Christmas or a Halloween movie? Both. Both. Thank you. Okay, <laughs> uh, me and my husband say it's an all year movie. Because we watch it at least like 50 times a year, and that's on the lower end. <laughs> so, you know, it used to be I celebrated my my birthday only during the month of December. December is Palooza. Mm-hmm. But the, the more and more I go along, 
And the more I enjoy October, <laughs> I'm thinking Pika Palooza needs to be October 1 through December 31st, New Year's Day. I think it needs to be the whole season. What do you guys think? <laughs> uh, I'd probably do it, but. Yeah. Let's see and, what we can come up with for next year. <laughs> oh, that's it. That's it. Oh, that's funny. Do you see this comment from Eli Willow? Oh, Christmas <laughs> con. Oh, Christmas con. How lovely is that bullet? <laughs> so, so Willow, I'm I'm so upset with you. Oh, what's because a few weeks ago, a few weeks ago, Willow, uh-huh. you revealed to the world through our show that you have a beautiful singing voice, and yet you still are not participating in Song Along. I keep forgetting about it. <laughs> I want I, I want to do it too, uh, so bad. Uh, what, but what honestly, are you waiting for? Uh, I know none you, of the songs. Yeah, what? I listen to them all and I'm like, I have no idea what this is. You know what I think tomorrow is going to be? Malakalikimaka is a way to say, or Hawaii, say, whatever. I'll, <laughs> I'll learn the lyrics tomorrow. But Malakalikimaka is Hawaii's way. To say Merry Christmas to you. Anyway. Yes, Willow, you should if if he does that. Song Absolutely, tomorrow, you should do it. I'll try. <laughs> Probably not that song, but uh... we're doing every day through December on the back of the cereal box Instagram page, and everyone needs to participate. Not just you two, but everyone watching. I want to hear Carl Witzman do a remix reel. I want to see Ryan Permissit. Do you really? though yes yes i do okay. yes i do okay <laughs> i think i think you know here hearing hearing carl's version of these songs would be fun because he keeps saying that he's gonna rewrite certain uh, certain songs did you see and the then, one he wrote about me hey he just posts no. up the lyrics he never actually this sings though what what what, what was it and where uh, it's a, inappropriate for our show. Well, um, I still want to know where it is. But it's in his secret humor group. Okay. So everyone who is watching who doesn't know the inside joke, Carl Witzman, right here, who says, I don't think Johnny knows what he is asking for here. <laughs> no, I know full well, Carl. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> he has this group on Facebook called... Uncle Carl's secret humor group group. And um, you, you have to be a member. You have to be nominated or invited. So those of you who are feeling left out, you're welcome. But he uh, he posts some hilarious stuff on there. And he has made making Keisha Acuff memes like a thing. <laughs> so if you guys see me do weird things in the show, uh, well, honestly, that's just me. Um, but in general, they end up being memes. So guess the more weird faces I make, the more memes I get. Oh, we have some different people doing memes. (laughs) It's inappropriate for our show. Uh Uh-huh. Here I am commenting. You haven't posted anything that we can't post up yet. (laughs) Oh, I'm looking for those lyrics right now. 
Uh, just search Ooh, my name in the group, and oh. you should be able to find it. It was like a month ago. It's been that long ago? Acuff, you're holding out on us. <laughs> Do you see how many things he posts about me, though? I know. He's obsessed with you. That's okay. <laughs> I Somebody think Carl, be, right? Carl is the high priest of the Church of Acuff. The cult of Acuff. <gasps> I have my own cult again. I, I think you do. Yeah. Oddly enough, it looks like I'm wearing a very culty-ish gown. All right, <laughs> I found I it. Like it. <laughs> I saw you crying at the market. Wait, what is this song too? You will recognize the tune behind it. Sing along. I saw you crying at the market, waiting for the farmers to show up. It was a little farmer's market. It was just you and your young pup. Oh, okay. Yeah, don't read oh, the last part. No, no, see, after that first after that first verse, I can't go any further on this show. <laughs> I told you. But I don't know what the song is. Wait. He doesn't say what it, what it is. I, I don't recognize the tune. <laughs> Carl obsessed and rightly so. <laughs> Crying in the chapel is what Donna Aunt Donna says, "I don't cry, who I don't know crying in the chapel. Who is that by? I feel so lost. Willow, <laughs> what have you gotten me into? I'm just as innocent as Keisha. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I, I don't get to see the comments because I'm on my phone, so I'm reading." Oh. So if Keisha starts singing oh, In Aguda Da Vida, I will admit that my timeline has diverged from the main sequence. But if Willow starts singing, baby, it's cold outside, I'm going to melt. Willow, <laughs> come on. You got to give Dan his wish. Uh, yeah, sure. I can definitely do that. <laughs> Lay it on us, baby. <laughs> uh, give me a sec here. So while Willow's looking up the lyrics for Baby It's Cold Outside, you all talk about yourselves. <laughs> Do I look like a Christmassy Jesus? I feel like a Christmassy oh Jesus. God. Is that a random no. thing? No, you look like a Christmassy Sigmund and the Sea Monsters from the Croft Super Hour. But is that the Grinch on the top? How would someone get Jesus from this? I don't know, guys. Did someone say that? No. My brain, okay, so I have my glasses on, but the phone is far away. So from where you guys are on my phone, way over yonder, um, I feel like I look like Jesus. <laughs> no. 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 You're good. Keisha, you're good. No resemblance whatsoever. So, <laughs> so well, this is where this say, show is going tonight, Yeah, guys, yeah, so. yeah. I can tell that there was, like, a lot of preparation put into this tonight. <laughs> All right. So I got the lyrics. If Johnny wants to sing with me or Keisha wants to sing with me, go right ahead. Wait, wait. Uh, let me get the lyrics too. Hold on. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> oh, great. Y'all, what I look the lyrics up on is my phone. So I'll just pretend I know the words and sing along with you. All right. So, okay. Baby, it's cold outside. Lyrics. Here we go. All right. 
I really can't stay. Baby, it's cold outside. I've got to go away. But baby, it's cold outside. This, this evening has been, been so hoping that you drop nice. in. I'll hold your hands there just like ice. My mother will start Mommy. to worry. Beautiful, what's your hurry? My father will pay be pacing the floor listen to the fireplace roar oh, yeah. so really i better scurry beautiful please <clears throat> don't hurry well Front maybe just have, have a drink. drink more put some records on while i pour all right that's enough <laughs> <laughs> we did maybe a thing it's cold outside we needed the background <laughs> music for it guys that would have helped you know, we can make that happen. Not tonight, but <laughs> not tonight. Yeah. <gasps> you guys, we should do like a, a back of the cereal box Christmas Carol theme. Oh, hello. <laughs> Where were you? We're, uh, no, we were just like, talking about that. That's just on the Instagram. I mean, like an actual show. Oh, so we'll be talking about that next, this coming Saturday. Uh -oh. Did I freeze? Oh. I feel like I froze. No, okay, no, 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 you're no, good. You look great. Um, so, so our very first uh, episode with with DBRT as a co-host, we talked about our favorite Christmas songs. So we'll do that again probably next week or on the 18th when uh, when we're live. So you can join us, Keisha, and and share your favorite Christmas song. Uh, I love all of them. I, listen, I love Christmas. Can you tell? I have, a, I have a Christmas problem. You know what? I have the most perfect shirt that I wanted to wear tonight, guys. Well, where I'll is have it? I'll have to in my son's dirty laundry because he <laughs> like... So it's a Christmas show, but it's a cryptid Christmas show. So it's got ah! like, the Loch Ness Monster on it. And it's got um, a bunch of other cryptids on it. And it's beautiful. And I was like, I really want to wear it. But my son just wore it. And I would wear it if I wasn't so afraid of germs. And <laughs> he's gross. <laughs> so maybe next episode I'll wear it so you guys can see it. Dan Holyfield says, I'm melting. <laughs> what a world. What a world. Dan, you might have to go outside to cool off a little bit. <laughs> I love this. Carl says she loves Christmas, so she dresses as Grinch Jesus. Uh, the Grinch Jesus is one of my favorite characters, okay? <laughs> Who's that little one? Oh, that little one. This is Dolores. This is my daughter. Dally, look. Can you say hi? Hey, Dolores. <laughs> Dolores, have you been good? As, have you been a good girl? Because if you haven't, you know, tonight, Krampus <gasps> is coming for you. Look at it. Isn't that cool? She looks fascinated <laughs> by that. She does uh, not no, look. So we went shopping earlier and we were in Walmart and she ran down the movie aisle and I was looking at the books because I have a problem. Okay. No, you don't. And she comes back and she hands me this whole stack of DVDs and she's like, Mommy, we need to get these. I looked at them. You want to know what it was? The American Horror Story. <laughs> the full series, seasons, whatever they had at Walmart. She handed me the whole thing and she's like, we need this. And I was like, 
Oh, oops. <laughs> okay. Actually, I have a lot of ghost stories that I hope to tell tonight, and most of them Excellent. are because of Dolores. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, Keisha, by all means, start us off. Well, that's a great segue, right? What is our topic tonight? Ghost stories. Uh, well, we're be scary ghost stories and ghosts, tales but... of the glories of Christmases long, long ago. So, um, we are doing kind of a theme today. Uh, so we are doing the theme of Christmas, past, present, and future. Yes, I am Christmas present. I tried to look like the dude with the little crown thing on his head and like the robe, but um. Come in and of, know me better, man. I have none of those things. So this is where we got. Like this is this is what you guys get. <laughs> You're good. You're good. Um so so Keisha, you didn't hear before we went live. Willow and I were talking last night. Um, I went with my family and we saw Muppets Christmas Carol with the Nashville Symphony, the Grammy Award winning Nashville Symphony, playing all of the music, all of the accompaniment live along with the film. And it was the North American debut of that film. And you guys, they they put back in the song. You oh. know what I'm talking about? The song that was deleted from the theatrical version when they put it on DVD and Blu-ray? Which the love is gone. The love is gone. You guys oh. may never have even heard that song. No, I don't think I have. It was almost love. It was almost always. Yeah, we're turning it, this so into a very did, musical episode. Did, did well, they? I'm here. Did they delete like it, it for time sake or? No. So when when Disney it was it was released on the VHS version, um, and then when they were converting it to DVD. Um, Michael Eisenberg, who was the CEO of Disney at the time, decided that it was a song that kids just couldn't relate to and that it was too sad. And so they they deleted it and and, and, it, and they just cut the whole thing. And, you know, hardcore fans were like, wait, so wh what? What just happened? And this is a company that likes to kill off the mothers of their characters. <laughs> But here's the good news. They are they are remastering it for 4K right now, and they have decided to put the movie to restore it uh, to its original version in 4K. So The Love is Gone will be back in oh. the next release. But for the Nashville Symphony's performance last night, they did put it in. And we... Keisha, what... <laughs> I'm confused by what's happening in the back room. Oh, but, I think <laughs> I but, think she's switching to her PC, but okay. But but I I saw the ghost of Christmas past, present, and future last night. And Willow, I've got a story of Christmas past to, oh, nice. to tell tonight. All right. So which one of you guys want to go first? Well, we should do um, it in order, don't you think? Can you switch me to my other thing if it's on? Yeah. We have no picture there, Keisha. Oh, no. Oh, oh that makes sense. sense. <laughs> I had oh. my um, I had my picture thing down. So, <laughs> okay. So now this way I can see um, the comments and everything. 
So okay. well, we're going to leave am... your, well, I was going to leave your other one up, but. Oh, well, if it's right in front of me. So if I need to switch back, I can. Um, so, yes. Do you actually want to, who did past? I am the past. Okay. So do you want to do first? Yes, we should do them in order, don't you think? Sure. Yes. All right. <clears throat> the Maxwell House Hotel. Yes, that Maxwell House. The Maxwell House Hotel in Nashville, Tennessee, was famous for their special blend of coffee. And story has it that in... The early 1900s, President Theodore Roosevelt stayed at the Maxwell House Hotel and had a cup of their coffee at breakfast. And the manager asked him, Mr. President, how did you like our Maxwell House coffee? And he would reply, bully old sport. It was good to the last drop. drop. You know the story. I don't need to finish it. Kidding. Uh, the Maxwell House Hotel was built in 1898, Nashville's first luxury hotel. It was also Nashville's first skyscraper, all oh. 13 stories. You could stay there for the exorbitant amount of $1 a night. In 1916, the hotel burned to the ground in one of the most famous hotel fires in U.S. history. It killed over 127 people. The fire started on the 13th floor and burned all the way to the ground. People who work in the building that has since been built there at the corner of Fifth Avenue and Church, will often talk about smelling smoke, hearing people screaming, crying. Some people say that they see an apparition of a woman leaping to her death from the upper stories, and the building will become unbelievably hot in a moment's notice. Now, we don't know very much about the people who died in that fire, but we do know something about two of them. It was Christmas Day, 1916. Andrew Mercer was a wealthy Nashville industrialist. His daughter, Eloise, had just turned 13. And Andrew Mercer decided that the best way to present her to society was to present her at the annual Maxwell House Hotel Christmas Ball. So they went to the ball. They enjoyed a fabulous nine-course dinner. They danced the night away. And after the band had stopped playing, they retired to their separate rooms. Eloise in room 158, her father in room 159. Andrew would lock the door 
to Eloise's room and then cross the hall and retire for the night. At about three in the morning, he was awakened by firefighters rushing through the hall, pulling people out of the room, knocking on doors. And Andrew Spencer would step out into the hallway, which was already consumed by smoke. His eyes would burn. He would begin to choke. And his first thought was for his daughter, Eloise, across the hall in room 158. And so he rushed back into his room and he grabbed the key off of his bedside bureau. He went across the hall and he put the key in the door and he turned it and nothing happened. He turned it again and again and again and the door failed to open. He began to panic as he heard Eloise behind the door pounding on the door, screaming, crying for her father to help her. And finally, in his desperation, his um, worst nightmare was confirmed as her cries went silent. Mr. Mercer was pulled away from the door by the firefighters. He was clutching the room key in his hand as they dragged him out of the building. And three days later, in the hospital, Andrew Mercer learned the truth. That, indeed, Eloise had died in the fire. And then he himself passed away, either from a broken heart or maybe smoke inhalation. When he died, he was still clutching the key in his hand. And the nurses pried his fingers from around that key and they discovered the horrifying truth. It was the key to room 159, Andrew Mercer's own room key. Some people believe that buildings are haunted Some people believe that people are haunted. Nicholas Mercer, the great nephew of Andrew Mercer, believes that objects are haunted. And in this case, the very key that he sent me, the key to room 159. They call these trigger items. And... A trigger item is something that a spirit will react to and maybe even inhabit. And in this case, when Nicholas Mercer acts upon the key, when his spirit shows up, the key will begin to turn. And you may even hear the music playing that the band played while they danced. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. The key to room 159, a ghost story of Christmas past.
<laughs> I love it. Nice story. That's a great story. Wait, Keisha's on mute. <laughs> okay, there we go. I said, good story. Also sad. Well, mm -hmm. no one. I said mean, that... it's a ghost story. I don't know how many ghost stories are actually happy. Um. Eh. <laughs> but good job. Uh, <clears throat> so, uh, Christmas I, present. I am Christmas present. Uh, Christmas present. Yes, I am <laughs> the ghost of Christmas present. Uh, so my stories are all present stories because um, they are actually based around my daughter. Uh, I actually made a list because um, it happens quite often um, with my daughter. And so I wrote down a couple of the recent ones that I wanted to share. I know some of you have probably already heard a couple of these stories because I did post them to my Facebook a while back when she did it. But currently, I believe there is a man or something living in my house that is uh, not supposed to be here. And um, a couple of weeks back, my daughter and I were snuggling. She was sitting on my lap and we were watching a movie and she just looks over to our couch and she just starts waving like this, like she's really excitedly waving to something and there is nothing over there. It is an empty couch. None of our cats are over there. Nothing is over there. And I looked at her and I said, Hey honey, what to do? And she says, I'm waving at the man. He's going bye-bye. And so she continues waving and says, bye. I'll see you later or something along those lines. And, uh, I, ex I asked her, I was like, so uh, what's going on? And she goes, there was a guy sitting over there for a while and he had to go bye-bye. So he got up to leave. As I'm looking at an empty couch that she was enthusiastically waving at. And so I was like, okay, cool. Maybe, you know, she's got an imaginary friend or something. Um, but it got worse because a couple of, or it was like a week and a half ago now, I think. She was out in the living room by herself. And I was in the kitchen. And I was cooking supper. And she goes, she's standing in the middle of the room, looking up at the blank ceiling. And she starts screaming the creepiest blood-curdling scream growl you could ever hear. And I'm, you know, in the kitchen. I turn around and I'm like, what's what's going on? And as I turn around, she goes, see, I can scream just like you to the ceiling. <sighs> Guys, I think I might need to move. <laughs> I think you need um, an exorcist. I said the yep. same thing, but, uh, and it just, she does that stuff all the time. 
and I don't know where she gets it from, but she'll say she sees someone sitting over there. And then uh, I think this was like three nights ago. We were laying in bed and she's looking up. I co-sleep most of the time because, you know, kids. And uh, she's laying next to me and we sleep in a pitch black room. You cannot see anything or else my daughter and me can't get to sleep. She looks up and she goes, hey, mommy, do you see the thing floating above us? And she explained it down to color and shape. And she said it looked like a big ball that was floating above us. And she said that it was orange and brown and a couple other things. And I was like, you know what? I I have to sleep, guys. But she makes it very difficult in this house. Um, so I don't know what is in this house, but there is something. And uh, we also think it's killing things. Oh. Um, Why are so... you still there? Because. <laughs> Time to go. We got to go. Y'all can stay yep. what? I'm going to go. My husband... Every time we go outside to check on the animals, the last month or so, we find a dead bird, like a dead sparrow. I don't know if that's a sign of something, but we find a dead sparrow just randomly laying where we're going. And this morning, our lights all went off in the house. So my husband went downstairs to kick back on the lights and he went downstairs to kick on the lights. And you want to know what he found next to the light box? A dead sparrow. In our basement that has no windows and no openings, a dead sparrow. Wow. Um, and it's like, you guys, uh, maybe we maybe we don't need a house. I mean, is that a thing that we need? Oh, no. John, <laughs> was that a, you're, you're freaking me out over there. Stop with the faces. Don't do that. John. Um, um, did you just come up? Did, did you just do research on her farm? <laughs> I don't know where. The I'll give farm you the direct is. address and you can, you can look it up. Huh? I, yeah, I, I'll, I'll look it up. Um, so basically th there's all kinds of different meanings. But it is normally Ooh. a sign of something coming to an end and like a major event um, bringing something to an end. Oh, oh cool, cool. Yay. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because uh, I'm not even kidding. We've found about 15 of them so far. Yeah, some say that seeing a dead sparrow is bad luck and symbolizes death. Oh, y'all, can we? Ooh. Okay, bye. <laughs> I love you guys. I'll talk to you. Uh... <laughs> Maybe never. I don't know what the protocol for this I, is. I, I love, but Dad's but in comment. some in some traditions, a dead bird is a symbol of change, transformation, and sometimes death. The appearance of a dead sparrow, and it's significantly to sparrows is an omen that something significant will happen soon. 
It may also represent the end to some part of your life, or it could simply mean uh, or signify renewal if you are able to take away its meaning from what has happened before this instance. So, so, uh, I, so what um, you're saying is it could be bad or good. I I have a um, a priest on the way to your farm. Oh, cool! Tomorrow, I'm cool with this. Uh, I'm probably gonna sage the house tonight too. Put the dog down, Damien. I feel like yeah. So, but you guys, um, I'm gonna throw a little throwback here because. I've got several stories, um, ghost stories from my lifetime. Uh, I'll keep them very short because I know we got to get to Willow and uh, I'm excited. So, but I want to tell you a couple of things because I think somebody has been following me since I was a little kid. I have always named it Freddie and George. There's two of them. Okay. Um, And when I was a little girl, as little girls do, <laughs> I was like maybe five or six years old with my sister and our cousin. We decided to have a seance in our home in Florida. And you know those little glass temperature gauges? Okay, mm-hmm. so we put that in the middle to tell if the temperature... Wait, 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 wait. Yes. Did you just say that as a child, you had a seance in your home? Uh, that is a true statement, yes. So basically... You opened up the doors of hell for something to come through and attach itself to you. Continue. So, yeah, that's that's about the gist of it. Um, so me and my sister and I believe our cousin were sit- having the seance around this temperature gauge to see if the little bubbles move up and down for, you know, when, when the temperature. So you want to know what happens? It completely shatters. Ooh. This Ooh. is in Florida, where the temperature is a very constant thing. Okay? So it didn't uh, just get cold. It didn't just drop. The whole thing just... Yes. Yeah. And none of Keisha. us were touching it. It was sitting in the middle of us, and we were all holding hands, like the little weirdos that we were. Um, If you guys are curious as to how my childhood went, this is just one of the stories, Okay. <laughs> I like the talkies, by the way, John. Um, so that was my first thing. And then uh, we moved in. I actually live maybe 15 miles from this house now. We used to live in this big mansion, okay? Had tons of rooms. It had uh, a maid's quarters where it even had a maid uh, entrance and stairs going up to the maid's quarters. And we lived there. And me being me, I was, I think about nine at this time, I decided I wanted to live in the maid's room. Okay. By myself because weird child alert. Um, and one night, every night my sister would come in and she would want me to sing to her. By the way, the song I sang to her was the homecoming Queens got a gun by Kylie Brown. Um, everybody run the homecoming queen has got a gun. Nobody knows that. Cool. Um, so I would sing that to her every night. And one night she came into my room to get her song for the night. And we were sitting in bed and all you hear is like a rocking chair up in our attic space. 
and you just hear, we don't have a rocking chair, by the way. Um, and we had no way to access the space above my bedroom. And all you hear is a rocking chair and you could hear like an almost voice singing or saying something very low, like it was right above us. And so, uh, we're not sure if it was a good thing or a bad thing, or maybe it was one of the old maids or something like that from the house. Um, but yeah, that hap was a thing that happened. <laughs> um, and you know how I mentioned Freddie and George? Okay, I did a lot of moving when I was younger and older. Uh, I was living in West Virginia. And I have a friend that is still petrified of this to this day. She 100% believes Freddie and George are real people that are haunting me. Um, we I was asleep over and we turned off the lights and I was like, okay, so I'm really, I was weird. We established that. And I was like, hey, you want to meet my friends, Freddie and George? And she goes, what are you talking about? And I was like, do you want to meet my friends, Freddie and George? So I had her turn off the lights in her bedroom. We were the only ones home. Uh, very religious family, by the way. She's still very religious to this day. And uh, we were sitting on the floor and we were holding hands, pitch black, no music, anything on, just pitch black sitting on the floor. And I was talking to Freddie and George and I was like, hey, I want you to introduce yourself. And as that happened, all of a sudden, she had a Coke sitting on the other side of the room on her dresser. It flew off the dresser and landed directly in front of us without spilling a single drop. She freaked out and ran out of the house and would not let me go over ever again. I love her. Interesting. <laughs> and you're so, still friends? We are. We are still friends. And oh, whenever I talk to her, she's like, can you please tell Freddie and George that I say hi? And please don't come near me. So wow. I actually used it to my advantage when I was a teenager because my little brother would want to come in my room constantly. And I lived in the basement. It was not a finished basement. It looked like just concrete walls, concrete floor, and a couch that I slept on, okay? And that was literally my bedroom. And my little brother would want to come down all the time. And uh, this house has since been demolished. But that's where I used to encounter Freddie and George most of the time. And I told my um, <laughs> I told my little brother when he came down one time, I was like, hey, Gage, uh, I wouldn't come down here when I'm not here, you know. And he goes, why? And I said, well, Freddie and George like to stay down here sometimes when I'm not here. And he goes, Oh, what's that? So I 100% convinced him that Freddie and George were the ghosts that followed me and they eat little children. Needless to say, my little brother refused to go down to my room ever again after that. Um, <laughs> that's probably, yeah, that is a, that is a fair statement, Carl. Um, but yeah, so those are a couple of, uh, let me see. Yeah. I'll go with those stories because I have so many stories like that, guys. Um, 
just from being a weird child and doing weird things that I probably should not have, like playing with Ouija boards and having seances. Uh, so, um, oh, I got to tell this story because um, my husband reminded me of it yesterday while we were discussing stories for this. Uh, when I was living in West Virginia, um, this one's kind of a sadder take on it. Uh, one of my friends, <laughs> thanks, Dan. Uh, one of my friends, I, she was actually one of my best friends in high school. I did not know this, but she had lost her little brother. Um, he had drowned behind their house in the river. Uh way before I actually knew her and I was in their house and I was like, I see something over sitting on the floor. And I described this little boy, age, hair, everything. And all of a sudden, did, did you, did you know that that's, that's my little, like that's described her little brother. She went into her mom's room and showed me all of the obituaries and everything like that. And she's like, you just explained the age he died, how he died, and et cetera. And I did not even know she had a brother. Um, so I was very confused. I was a teenager. I'm not sure where I got the description from or anything like that. I just saw something in the flash of a moment and I described it, and apparently what I was describing was her little brother who had passed away. So, Keisha, you and I need to maybe connect offline, and because, golly, I, I have dozens of stories, too. Leading ghost tours in Nashville for the last two years, I've experienced things that would, you know, make most people just collapse in a heap. I've been... <coughs> I've been touched, pushed, grabbed, and scratched, and not by desperate women looking for a date. Um, I tell my guests all the time that based on what I've experienced, every story you've ever heard your entire life is 100% true. But um, you and I need to connect and and, uh, talk some uh, theology around this as well. Because you're part of the Mormon Church, and uh, I'm a I'm a Baptist deacon ordained minister, and uh, I think we could have uh, some interesting conversations about that. Yeah. Hey, okay, now I would love to hear Willow because she is the skeptic. <laughs> she yes. is normally the skeptic, but, but not but about ghosts. Like, okay, I've had some really weird experiences in my life when it came to uh, ghosts as well. And uh, as a a child, like, I I was thrust into the uh, foster care system at the age of six due to my mom's crazy lifestyle, and rightfully so. There was one time we were living in this one house, uh, downtown Winnipeg, and... Uh, for whatever reason, the doorbell just kept ringing. And I remember going to answer it. Nobody was there. As soon as the door latched, like instantly, as soon as the door latched, the doorbell started to ring again. I was pushed down the stairs in this house. 
I remember going up the stairs, wanting to go play with my sisters that were playing, they were playing in their rooms. I remember facing the bathroom and then being pushed down backwards. Um, music out of the blue, just like TVs and the and stereos just went off, no, no rhyme or reason. Um, and then it's possible that I could be myself haunted because weird shit happens to me all the fucking time. Uh, things will fall for no reason. Things will just turn off and on for no reason around me. Um, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't gone to any psychics to find out what's going on because I do believe that you know, at the age of nine, uh, my grandpa did pass away. Um, and sometimes I do believe like he'll, he'll make him himself known once in a while. Uh, I'll smell his perfume or sorry, cologne. Um, and it's one of those clones that you old spice every, every old guy around the nineties, eighties, nineties were old spice. Uh, it's a very distinctive smell and now it's not as popular. Um, but anyway, so I do smell his clone, um, stuff, but like, I'll be at work and something from the top shelf that hasn't moved in years will just all of a sudden fall when I go to pass, pass by it. <laughs> Carl. <laughs> so what Carl is saying is it's not your relative it is it is carl sneaking up behind you and knocking things around the house i wear old spice too wait what are you talking about it's not common it's not oh, okay, popular so apparently it's for old guys apparently, apparently no it's more popular than i thought it was no in the u.s it's very i love popular. you john old spice is very hip in, in the u.s i don't know what you guys are doing in canada in the frozen tundra of the yes North. willow i just didn't think that it was that popular <laughs> uh it is popular with the older generation hey 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 keisha you're fired <laughs> all right it's just you and me now willow um we, no, we've lost another co-host a cuff is hot had to go on a trip I was going to talk about the ghost, the gray man ghost of Polly's, Polly's Island. Um, but, you know, real life experiences just seem a little bit more interesting. Mommy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, it's. Uh... <laughs> oh, Willow, you are in good company. Some folks have sort of advanced entropy field like that. If it can break, short out or fall, it will. Um See, I just thought you were a klutz, Willow, but you're just getting pushed down by ghosts. <laughs> and Nick says, Old Spice for life. No, like, electronics will go wonky around me, which is, I I can't explain any of that. Uh, my husband has often told me that I should walk around with a ground wire attached to me because I will we'll be walking, I'll go to grab his hand, and I'll will constantly shock him. <laughs> I, I am a human EMP. <laughs> so, so, it, it, it hurts. 
Can you Keisha, tell us about ghosts? What is her name? Dolores? Dolores. Hey, hey Dolores. She can't put, hear you. Put, yeah, put Rally, the headset honey. on her. Put the headset on her. Dolores. Hi. My name's Johnny. Dolores, will you tell us a ghost story? I thought you wanted that one. Huh? I, I thought you wanted that but I just had them show you, so it has been bye-bye. Now, also, I just wanted to tell you not to do it, but I love you. I really love you because I just love you because I really love you so much. Is is she speaking Russian? <laughs> is she speaking another language? Is, is she speaking in tongues? <laughs> Uh-oh. We, we you, don't I think hear you anything got, from you, Keisha. I you just turned off your you mic. You got muted. Oh, nope. Okay. She <laughs> muted me. Thanks. Did, did, did Dolores just say, I think you are dead? <laughs> I don't know. I'll have to replay it. <laughs> uh, so she's super cute, guys. Does anybody want one? Like, <laughs> I, I got cats. Thanks. <laughs> Thank oh. you. <laughs> she looks like a mini me, that doesn't she? <laughs> she is a mini you. <laughs> we we yes. don't have to do cloning. We have proven that it, it that it exists. <laughs> It's right here. <laughs> that, hey, uh, she's Willow. just as weird as me, by the way, guys. Uh, it's great. <laughs> Nick Tockert says that ground wire thing has been pointed at me, too. I am a living avatar of Hez Harry Dresden's Hexes. Except, Nick Tockert, Harry Dresden is a fictional character. See, I don't know of anybody else whose electronics just out of the blue just will stop working. Oh, and... I, I knew it. So I knew, mine no, I knew randomly go off. It was her. Yeah. So, like, I used to live in an A-frame. And I was we, we lived out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> story of my life. Um, but it was quite literally the... And, oh, you guys can still hear me, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I was alone one night. My husband was in work. We've got, you know, nothing but woods surrounding us. At least here we have open fields, but there we had nothing but woods surrounding us. And all of the electronic toys that were upstairs in the bedroom started going off. And some of them didn't even have batteries. So, you know, we didn't live there very long. Basically, you've been pursued by demons your entire life, Acuff. We need to have a conversation, like stat. There is probably a good reason for that. Uh, yeah. I had family that definitely brought it in to our house, like my entire life. So that's probably a good chance. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. So what about the future, Willow? Bye. 
um well okay so the yeah, the ghost of the uh the gray man ghost of polly's island uh is one that warns residents of uh of hurricanes and uh tropical storms um <clears throat> polly's island is on uh uh in south Car uh, sorry south carolina um the legend holds that the gray man is the ghost of a young man traveling from Charleston to see his fiance in 1822. On the way, he he and his horse were caught in quicksand. Um, now, the story appeared in an episode of Unsolved Mysteries in 1990, uh, where they tell the story of the guy falling from his horse into water, and I'm guessing he hit his head and died in died from drowning um the man is apparently is said to look somewhat like pirate like uh having a long gray coat um but often is portrayed as having a gray suit on um so he often is, is seen off the pier looking looking onto into the water um, sometimes also he is seen on the beach and it's, it's said that he is searching for his fiance. Um, now if you come across him, he will warn you, uh, that there is of a storm coming. And if you heed his warning and leave the island, your house or your property will be spared from the storm. Uh, whereas the surrounding houses will be damaged. Now, it, here's the thing with me: it's like because I'm a skeptic, it's really hard to it, like. I I want to believe the story as 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 someone who loves ghost stories. Um, but it's kind of weird that all the all the houses around there around will be damaged except the one house that of the person that you know heeded the warning like did all the other people not heed the warning of their storm come i don't know that's to me that just sounds weirdly weird but what do you guys think well i i want to know what is what is his foretelling of of christmas future what is what is the gray man of Holly Cove? He, he, uh, Polly, yeah, uh, Holly, Holly Cove? Island. Holly Island. So where 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 is, where is he wh warns is, people that there's a storm coming? Ah, uh, okay. But I mean, we have the weather network that lets us know. <laughs> but the weather network's not always accurate that is true that that is very much true. And, where do, okay. and where do you think the weather network gets their information <laughs> hello okay well where is the where is this island again south carolina south carolina okay because my um i'm not sure if you guys saw the news lately but there is a bunch of bad weather supposed to be coming and i'm curious as to if anybody's gotten any warnings Oh, that's a good that question. would be interesting to look into because, mm -hmm. like, I know they would probably not be taken seriously. Um, yeah. Like, hey guys, there's a really bad storm. Go, like, we have got to got to get out here. 
out of here, um, they'd probably just be like, okay. <laughs> but I guess there's a bunch of really bad storms getting ready to hit. And it's places like that have not had snow in a really long time or not have had a lot of this activity in a really long time. So maybe there might be one coming. Hmm. So, because normally yeah. if one place changes, another place changes as well. So, or weather wise. So we'll see, I guess. Well, I can tell you guys this. <clears throat> um, Christmas, <clears throat> I, I, I got the love of Christmas. Uh, honestly, my mom was obsessed with Christmas. We had a Christmas tree in every room growing up. Um, it was it was truly a, an entire season of celebration. And every year during the Christmas season, open enrollment for healthcare insurance coincides with the start of Christmas season and Thanksgiving and whatnot. So it's a very, very stressful time for me at the day job. And it's this time of year that I start to smell my mom's cigarette smoke. And she died in 1999 at the age of 56. And she was, you know, she always had a cigarette in her hand. And so when I'm like under super stressful times, I will smell that cigarette smoke. And I got it. And it is usually around Christmas time. So I got to think, that my mom's hanging around with me and, um, you know, backing me up, I guess, back in my play. See, that that's the interesting thing. Every so often, and I I attribute this to my, my sinuses, I do myself smell smoke once in a while. And I don't understand that because I quit smoking like 15 years ago, if not more. Uh well, this is this is very specific because my mom smoked um, Paul Mall cigarettes, okay. and so every cigarette has a very distinct smell, and it's Paul Mall cigarette smoke that I smell. She's huh. just trying to help you through some stressful times. I think so. I think so. so some ghosts like to warn people. Yes, of- I do, Nicholas, and uh, mm-hmm. right on the tree behind me. Um, there are several of these ornaments on the tree that my mother and I made together. Hmm. Oh. Yeah. That's cool. Oh, guys, also, side note, I'm pretty sure that there's a reason some things get attached to me and don't leave. And I think it might be because I collect antiques. Like, Weird antiques. Could be. Do you like have a arts- monkey's paw in your ha- house? No. Like a mu- or a, like a mummy's hand or you know. Uh, no, but I do have. Feet? I do have wood from a barn where a child unfortunately hung himself. Um, See, I don't and think I invited I him hanging home on with to that me. kind of stuff. Yes, but my, I actually my... invited him home with me and, and, and told him. And you're could... surprised that your Dang. daughter is seeing. People sitting on the couch. A cuff. You don't need that in your house. 
Uh, I know. I'm really bad at this kind of stuff. I saw somebody in the comments earlier. I don't remember who it was, but they said that I need to start closing doors that I open and or like if if I do seancey stuff, they're like sh sh shut it down after. <laughs> and I try not to do those anymore, guys. Uh, I haven't done one in. I I, years I will years never, I will never touch a a, a Ouija board ever again. I may have a I couple in the house. Kid, no. <laughs> I may have a Keisha. couple in the house. Like, I what? 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 what are you doing? Well, all right. James was obsessed with <laughs> Ouija that's, boards that's a couple years ago. My son was obsessed with Ouija boards, and that's all he asked for for Christmas a couple years ago. So, all like, I want for Christmas is a new Ouija board, a new Ouija board, a new Ouija board. <laughs> Gee, if I could only have a new Ouija board, I'd welcome in all the demons. Woo! <laughs> I just wrote that off the top of my head. I'm a freaking creative genius. I loved it. <laughs> yes. All right. So we got uh, some interesting things happening in the... Uh, um, well, well, wait, I got to address this with Nick Tockard. Yes. On the skeptic side, cigarette smoke is one of the most pervasive and lasting odors that can reactivate with temperatures and humidity. Oh, I Yes, and that is true with my father's clothes. My father's clothes reek of cigarette smoke, and we've done everything we can to, you know, get that odor out. Mm -hmm. My mother died 21 years ago, and... I smell that smoke not when I'm around her Christmas ornaments at random times. And the, the, the ornaments are the only thing of hers other than our china and um, a baby grand piano that hmm. I own. But I will be at the office on the other side of town and, you know, feeling that pressure and I smell it. So... Not not to discount your explanation, Nicholas, but no, but you're, that ain't it. It's Johnny? the same thing with my with the smell of my grandpa's clone. Uh, mm -hmm. I'll, if I'm stressed out, worried about something, uh, I feel like he's there to tell me that everything's going to be okay. Dude, I need you guys have such nice ghosties, guys. <sighs> I don't have a nice I ghost. Didn't, I didn't. I didn't conjure them with the Ouija board and then invite them to follow me back home. Besides, besides from my grandpa making himself known once in a while through smell, I have a ghost that wants to freaking kill me <laughs> by throwing stuff at me. Uh, yeah, I've had that happen several times throughout my life. And, uh, and here, in, here is where Nicholas nails it down. Hauntings can literally be addictive and have problematic long-term effects. We now understand everything we need to know about Keisha Acuff. <laughs> I'm not sure the, what <laughs> the Grinchy Jesus at Christmas oh, time. <clears throat> it doesn't fit my, yes. my headphones. Dad, Dad has a good Grinch. point. Remember, you have to be 21 to buy alcohol, but Ouija boards are labeled for ages six to adult. <laughs> See, it was not wrong of me to get one for my child. <laughs> okay, here's 
You want to okay, know guys. the reason why I, know how bad I that sounded, okay? You want to know the reason why I won't touch a Ouija board ever again? I was stupid. Me and my sister, we were playing around with one. We conjured up uh, some spirit. It freaking hated me. It threw the pointer at me and it punched me in the freaking chest. That's why I refuse to even be near one to this day. Smart. That's smart. <laughs> Keisha, let's learn something from <laughs> You Throw know, it out. I, I'm not sure if Burn you guys it. realize this or not, but I'm really bad at at learning Burn things that are it. helpful. <laughs> but it's some of his favorite stuff. Okay. Anyway, <clears throat> look at the time, Willow. We will we will send you a psychic, Johnny. You have something to say about Kelly? Psychologist too. Okay. Cool. <laughs> So, yeah, if you guys haven't heard, um, we've got a bunch of live events coming up and a bunch of live appearances. Um, next week, D-Barty and I will be at Hitchhiker Toys for our Saturday morning show live. And Kelly Getner, who is a favorite of several of the peanut gallery watching us tonight, will be our correspondent live at C2E2 in Chicago next weekend. She's going up to C2E2 as our media correspondent. She's going to be interviewing guests and whatnot. But you know what, ladies? That costs money. And she's doing it all on her own dime. Yes, I got her the media pass. But she's paying for the travel, accommodations. Um, she's paying for someone to go with her to work the camera. And we would love to send her to C2E2 fully funded and everybody watching can help with this if you will go to buymeacoffee.com slash cereal box pod and buy kelly a cup of coffee or a bowl of cereal or become a a regular contributor a monthly contributor it doesn't matter one time monthly whatever it is we would love to raise a couple hundred dollars to send Kelly to C2E2. And I know that the people who are watching adore Kelly Getner. And uh, I think that would be great. But beyond that, beyond that, people who contribute to the <sighs> Back of the Cereal Box uh, network will help see us into 2022. We got big plans. And and you know what, Willow? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reveal something here that... I haven't talked about live on air before. Okay. And it's kind of a shame that some people who have been with us over the last year, we celebrated our one year anniversary yesterday. So this is our birthday uh, weekend. Um, some of the people who, you know, are no longer with us will not be around for the, uh, for, for the finale, as it were. Um, in 2022, our goal is twofold. One, to raise enough money to move our broadcast network onto our own channel on Roku and Amazon Prime. Oh, okay. Okay. It's, it takes a lot of money. Um, I'm yeah. going to be honest with you. It's going to be take a load of bread to capitalize. But the second part of that is, to do that, we've got to make sure that everybody who is broadcasting 
has high-speed internet and has high-quality HD cameras. That's mm-hmm. going to take money. So um, everyone watching, you can help us meet that goal by contributing at buymeacoffee.com slash pot. The third thing that we want to do is we want to be able to fly our hosts and co-hosts to remote locations wherever they need to be. Because, Willow, you should have been with me at CryptidCon. Keisha, you should have been with me at CryptidCon in Lexington, Kentucky. But it was, was strictly, <laughs> well, it was strictly a financial thing, right? Yeah. Um, so you guys watching could really, really help make that happen. And, um, you know, I'm going to West Virginia, Point Pleasant, West Virginia, on the 18th. You guys know about Point Pleasant, West Virginia? That's the home I of... I used to live there. Uh, is that not Mo- uh, Mothman? No. No. Yes. Yes. So, so I'm going to be there on the 18th in Charleston, West Virginia, which is just 30 miles south, doing the... Our Saturday morning show live from Bowls and Spoons Cereal Bar. But then we're going to, after the show, go up to Point Pleasant and do some, uh, do an episode, record an episode from Point Pleasant and, uh, you know, check out the Mothman stuff. Again, that ain't free. That ain't cheap. I'd love to go back there and just visit all my friends too. (laughs) The 18th, come on. I'll talk to you offline. But everyone watching, you guys can make this happen. Um, buymeacoffee.com slash pod. And next year, we're going to go to New York. We're going to come up to uh, uh, Milwaukee. We're going to do some live stuff with Kelly. I want to come up to Winnipeg, Willow. Because um, guess what, Willow? You've got a magic shop in Winnipeg. Yes, we do. I need to come there. We need <laughs> to go do a live show from the magic shop in winnipeg i mean how cool would that be that would be awesome yeah so anyway that's all i wanted to say you guys immediate goal though is to send kelly to c2e2 buymeacoffee.com slash cereal box pod that's all i gotta say about that i'm done ta-da yay (laughs) all right so the next cryptid crunch episode uh, I would really like to touch on uh, Krampus, but we can probably talk yes. to talk about other creatures as well. Uh, so it will be uh, December nineteenth. So hopefully you guys are available <laughs> and not going to any family gatherings or office parties. Not I yet. actually <laughs> planned my family gatherings around Cryptid Crunch. <laughs> is that a normal thing to do? It I is. Yes. And, and- and Absolutely. I do that too. I did that tonight. And so I will be there for the 19th. This is my well. like job. So when people are like, hey, are you free this night? I'm like, no. All right. This is why I love you, Keisha. Yay. Weirdness <laughs> and hauntings and poor decisions all around. <laughs> I'm very blessed. All right. Johnny, where can we find you on social media? Go to johnpica.com and you can click on the link to the social media platform of your choice. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all of the places. 
And that's also where you can find um, some awesome reading material. Uh, get your mind out of the gutter, Carl. Like <laughs> the League of Impossibilists webcomic. You can get a link to it there. My book, Night Reich. All of that at johnpica.com. Excellent. Keisha, where can we find you? Anywhere on the interwebs. Uh, you can Google me, Keisha Acuff, or you can Google Acuff Create. There we go. Acuff Creations. And I'm pretty much there. Uh, and I'm throwing this out here because hopefully you guys might pick it up. But I am publishing my first solo book this month. Um, and it is about murdering people. So where's the artwork for us to show? Why did uh, we not know about this until just now? Keisha. Carl, do we have the artwork yet? I know we're still working on it, but um, we're still working on the cover. Uh, we have a general um, artwork for it. What's your book called? It's called Him. Okay. H-I-M. And uh, so, yeah, it. I. I'm. Mm, there may be talk of murdering lots of people um because i am a stable human being uh and that is reflected in my writing uh, i'm sure that is reflected in a lot of people's writings <laughs> so um but yes uh so that is hopefully coming out and i'm going to be doing uh a kind of show on TED Talks, I believe, okay. on the, oh my gosh, I think the 14th is when it's going to air. Um, so keep an eye out on that for you guys that don't know. TED Talks is a show over on not our... <laughs> it's on um, the Rising Tide broadcast. It's on the Rising Tide. So and I am you, on you both... You can promote them. We're, 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 we're friends know. with them. <laughs> so I am on both the Rising Tide broadcasting network as well as the back of the cereal box. So um, they are both wonderful. But it Ted's show is through them. So come check me out on there. Excellent. <laughs> well, All right. So you can... I mean, pretty much everywhere on social media, my, uh, I, I, I dub myself the social media social <laughs> socialite, but the problem is I'm not on TikTok, so I, I don't know if I should, should be able to refer to myself as that now, but uh, no, uh, I am the uh, program director of the Hanging With Web. There we are, Hanging With Web TV. Uh, I will. Okay, guys, I promise you, I will uh, go back to doing the daily uh, uh, podcast scheduling again. I'm so sorry. I haven't done that in a while, but uh, lots of things have been happening. I apologize. And Willis Pillow Talk will return. I, I promise you that as well. <laughs> so thank you guys for joining me on Cryptic Crunch, joining us on Cryptic Crunch. <laughs> You guys all have a wonderful night. Merry Christmas and happy holidays. Catch you on the flip side. Bye. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs>